You're listening to All Killer, No Filler, the D2C podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today, we're releasing a Google Ad Masterclass from day three at our C-Suite Mastermind event in Victoria, BC, a little over a month ago. This talk is with Pilot House's paid search technical lead, Richard, who manages and guides 11 buyers responsible for over $21 million in ad spend last year on Google Ads. The insights are fast and furious in this one as Richard walks you through his best practices for Google's full suite of tools focusing specifically on why GA4, Google Analytics 4, with server-to-server tracking is a game-changer, and the third-party app you need to use to get it synced ASAP, why you need to be using Performance Max campaigns across search and shopping, along with how and when to bid on CPM, CPC, CPV, and others to fill your funnel with cheaper consideration consumers. Get your notepad out, bookmark this podcast, send it to your agency, call your mother. Richard's giving out all his best Google secrets, so don't miss a minute. Hope you like it. On with the show. This year, particularly, Google have now really supplemented search and shopping with this Performance Max campaign. It's Google basically saying, give us all of your assets, give us the audiences that you want to target, we'll do everything for you, we'll handle it all. Right now, Google have definitely turned up the dial in terms of giving Pmax campaigns some sort of priority is what I would say. So if you're not running Pmax, you're definitely missing out. By far, the best results that we're seeing is when we give it a list of purchasers, not website visitors, not people who've gone to your cart page, none of that stuff, people who've actually purchased from you. So exporting that from Shopify or whatever platform you're running and importing that into Google and update it if you can weekly. Giving Google that that signal of actual purchasers is where you'll see by far the best results. Thousands of people have jump-started their TikTok content strategy using Coley's TikTok Creative Brief template. That's because it has all the steps for successful creator collaborations and best practices to create fun and engaging TikToks. If you haven't grabbed your copy yet, don't worry. Coley just dropped a brand new version of their popular template filled with even more tips and insights to level up your TikTok game. Head to coley.com slash TikTok. That's C-O-H-L-E-Y dot com slash TikTok to download your free copy and start creating TikToks for your brand that people actually want to watch. So who am I? Um, paid search technical manager. The role, my role within Pilot House is to really kind of train and mentor and troubleshoot for all of the other media buyers. At the moment, we're managing, I'm managing a team of about 11 uh, media buyers. We have some content people as well on the, on the team. And last year, we managed somewhere over 21 million in terms of spend, so not too shabby. Um, my background, I've been involved in digital marketing for just over 20 years. And as Eric said, I placed my first Google ad in 2003. So it's been a while, and I've seen a lot of changes on the platform since then already. So today's agenda. Um, the first thing I want to cover off is a bit of measurement. I know I'm kind of showing outside a little bit of, of Google Ads, um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Google Analytics, but I think it's important just because of what's been happening on, on the Google Analytics platform. Um, I'm going to get into a little bit of uh, traffic and audiences. So in other words, what can Google do to drive traffic to your, to your sites? And, and particularly you know, with regard to audiences, who are we targeting, why are we targeting, and what can we do in the run-up uh, to, to Q4 right, right now? Performance Max campaigns, if anybody's been keeping an eye on Google for the last six, eight months, Performance Max campaigns are the newest campaign type that Google, Google launched. Uh, they're in the wild, and they are interesting. So I want to talk a little bit about, about Pmax and, um, and what you can do to, to make the most of those. And then I'm going to get into a little bit of kind of 
meh, you know, some people think, oh, ad copy and creative, it's kind of, you know, let's just get on with it, let's get these ads up and running. But there's a lot to ad creative, ad copy, ad creative. I want to touch a little bit on that. Alrighty, so measurement, Google Analytics. So about three years ago, I think it is, so Google um, said that they're going to replace Universal Analytics, GA3, um, with the new version GA, GA4. So it's been in the wild for, for a while, and people have been doing you know, bits and pieces, but to be honest, really the, the GA4 platform itself just has not been as good, or it hasn't been as full-featured as it really needs to be for people to really get the most out of the data that Google Analytics is, is uh, uh, GA4 is gathering. However, earlier in the summer, spring, Google announced that they're going to sunset GA3, and it's going to stop gathering data on the 30th of June, 2023. So given that, you won't be able to export that data into a GA4 property. So if you want to have year-over-year -year comparisons, you really need to be gathering your GA4 data now. So if you haven't already implemented GA4, get it done as soon as possible. If you're on the Shopify platform, I highly recommend using this uh, third-party platform called Elevar. It's, um, it really is kind of plug and, plug and play in terms of getting the, the, all the data layer stuff to get a little bit technical that uh, Google Analytics 4 needs. And I mean, you could faff around, is that a Northern Irish word? Uh, you, could, <laughs> you can play around <laughs> and, uh, and try and figure it out yourself, but honestly, it's just much, much quicker, much simpler to use a platform like Elevar. Elevar is the best one that we found right now, and it'll just do the implementation for you. You'll be up and running in, in half an hour, and the data will be flowing into your, your GA4 uh, account. The one thing I would say about GA3 and GA4, um, both of them uh, have this capability, is once, you, once you're getting data in there, make sure you're looking at the, <clears throat> the multi-channel funnels. If you're a, an e-com business, and I'm guessing probably most of you are, then making sure that you're looking at these, these multi-channel funnels is going to be really key. So this is where you'll see first click versus last click versus data-driven versus whatever. So there's a number of options in there. And in, in terms of figuring out what's happening with the traffic that you're sending to the site, that is probably by far the, the best place that you can go within both GA3 and GA4 to figure out what, what, what's happening. What's, you know, what, because what GA3 by default does is it takes last non-direct click as the sort of method of attribution. So if somebody clicks on a Facebook ad, then clicks on a Google ad, and then gets an email and purchases, then email is going to be the platform that shows up as, as the one that got the sale. However, obviously, Facebook was important in sending the first, you know, getting their attention in the first place, and then Google Ads was also important in terms of getting them there for, for a second time before maybe they signed up or whatever it might be. So, so multi-channel funnels, absolutely, please get in there and, and really have a good, good look. I would highly recommend continue to use GA3 for now. The, I say the functionality is getting better in GA4, but it's not, it's not fully there. Um, so I would recommend stick with GA3 as your main place for, you know, to go and have a look at your, your data. And maybe use GA4 if, you know, for comparison purposes, have a look at the, the multi-channel funnels, have a look at some of your demographics, um, that sort of thing. But I, I wouldn't recommend right now moving directly to GA4. We'll see, hopefully they'll improve the functionality over the, over the coming months. In fact, they have to and they, they know they do. When it comes to measurement, I'm gonna kinda go off on a bit of a tangent here. Um, there's been a lot of talk, and I don't know if any, any of you up here have heard of the likes of Northbeam and Rockerbox and Measured and there's a few other platforms out there that, that are, are there to try and help you figure out you know, what is happening to, to all of that traffic. And I think in this very short time that we have, you know, I'm going to say 
you know, the question I'm asked the most is, you know, do I recommend using them? Maybe. I think first thing I would say is, have you really maximized what's, what's there in GA? Um, because a lot of, and in, in well, Google Ads uh, as well, but particularly in GA, because a lot of people, I think, it's kind of that scenario where they haven't, I don't know, they, they don't like the answer that they're being given right now. <laughs> so they're like, okay, I'm gonna go ask somebody else and see what their answer is. Um, when, you know, GA is, is a pretty darn good, good platform, and particularly if you go to, um, you know, use Elevar, there's a server-side um, part of, of the Elevar platform, which is doing server-side tracking as opposed to the client-side, which is all cookie-based, and um, we know all, all that happened when <laughs> iOS 14.5 uh, came around. So the server-side tracking um, and, and analytics can give you an awful lot of data. So I would say if, you know, if you think you're lacking in, in data and you've really maxed out the capabilities of GA4, sure, then, you know, if your economics allow you, then start looking at these North Beam rocker box measured. But some of them are, you know, they're 10K a month uh, kind of platform. Some of them ask for a, a year commitment, you know, so, you know, you're gonna, do you want to pay 120 grand and maybe get the information that you want? Maybe. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot there, and it's definitely, a, you know, I could talk probably all day about, about those platforms, but uh, just for today's purposes, maybe if somebody, you know, if you're considering trying to get more data um, or trying to figure out more data. Okay, so what about Google Ads itself? The one thing, obviously, you really must do is get enhanced conversions uh, working in the Google Ads platform. So this is the, um, the ability for, for Google to pick up email addresses, phone numbers, addresses, that sort of thing, and match them to its database of people that it knows have Google accounts and interact with Google in any kind of way, and so, and so improve the, the conversions that are, being, that are being tracked. If you haven't already got enhanced conversions on, absolutely turn them on, and if you go into the conversion action itself, this, this screenshot at the top here will tell you if it's working by clicking on the, the diagnostics uh, section, and if you get the status recording conversions, enhanced conversions, then great, and if not, um, then you've got some, some work to do. The other thing um, that I would encourage everybody to look at if you're running Google Ads is to get into the attribution modeling within Google Ads. So I've just talked about attribution modeling in Google Analytics, um, but Google Ads actually has attribution modeling as well. And in the platform, under tools and settings, under measurement, the third one down there is, is attribution. And if you click on that, then you can get reports like this. So this is um, a model comparison, and it's, it's comparing, hopefully you can see, first click versus data-driven, and I'm getting uh, first click conversions, I'm getting data-driven conversions, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of information in there. That, that's by campaign. You can do it by ad group, you can do it by keyword, you can do it by creative. There's, there's lots of different um, ways that you can slice and dice the data in Google Ads, and it's a very underused part of the Google Ads uh, platform, and I highly encourage you to, to have a look at, at what's going on in there, because you know, it could be that that campaign, that ad group, that keyword, that creative that you thought wasn't doing great is actually doing okay maybe on the first click, um, but it, it, uh, you know, there's other things that are, that are kicking in to um, account for the last click. And there's also an assisted conversions um, part of the, uh, the Google Ads attribution section, and in there you can see the last click conversions, which is what it kind of registers, and then it's got this click and view assist, which are on top of. So this is one number, this is another number that you would add on, on top. So here you can really see if any of your, again, campaigns, ad groups, keywords, et cetera, are contributing to that, to that, final, um, to that final sale 
and, and let's say the Google Ads uh, enhanced um, uh, assisted conversion, sorry, will will show you that. So if you haven't spent any time or your, your people, whoever's doing your Google Ads, isn't spending a lot of time um, in here, then strongly encourage them to, to do so. Alrighty, let's shift gears a little bit and have a look at the uh, traffic and audiences. You know, people don't just wake up one morning and go, oh, that pink widget from, you know, whichever brand, uh, I think I'm going to buy that today. That just doesn't happen. You know, if they don't know about your brand, if they don't know about the fact that you sell pink widgets or purple widgets or whatever it might be, um, they're not, they're not going to buy. And while, you know, there's lots of people now coming up with alternatives to the, you know, the traditional funnel, um, and that's a whole different discussion for another day. Um, but, you know, if people aren't aware that you exist, if they aren't aware that your product exists and, you know, could provide them with some kind of benefit, then, you know, they ain't ever going to come down at, at the bottom. So making sure that we get people at all stages of the funnel, obviously, is, is, is important. Google is particularly good and it's well known, obviously, for, for search and shopping where people type in, you know, I want to buy pink widgets. And, you know, the intent behind those is what makes Google such a really good platform. So if you can then get your ad or your, your organic listing to appear somewhere near the top and people click on it, you know, the intent behind that is so strong that your conversion rates are going to be decent, assuming you sell good pink widgets and your website uh, is okay. And, you know, you're off to the races as a, as, as a business. So search and shopping are really, really good at that. And in, say, this year particularly, Google have now really supplemented search and shopping with this Performance Max campaign. I'm going <clears> to <throat> go into PMAX in a little bit more detail, um, but it really is now an important part of maximizing that that sort of full full funnel, top of funnel, bottom of funnel, because with Pmax you're literally, you know, you're you're attaching your shopping feed, you're running on search ads, discovery, display, YouTube. They can all be within this performance max campaign, so it can really encompass the whole funnel. Um, the one thing I would say is make sure that you're making the most of your dynamic search ads. So within search, you can basically say to Google, here's my here's some pages, here's my website, here's a number of pages. Go and find traffic <laughs> that will convert based on, on, these, on these pages. So you're not giving it keywords, you're just basically giving it pages and saying, go find some traffic that will convert on these, on these pages. So dynamic search ads have really grown over the last you know, sort of couple of years. They've been around for quite, quite some time now. But, but um, again, Google seems to be giving them quite a lot of credence. And the fact that I think it's close to 20% of all searches every day are brand new searches that have never, never been searched for before. This is where dynamic search really, really kicks in. Um, you know, because if you're going to bid on pink widgets, to keep going with that bad example, um, then uh, you know, it's too broad and lots of people are bidding on, on the pink, pink widgets term. And maybe if you get into you know, luxury pink widgets or cheap pink widgets, then you know, maybe. But, but this people are now, you know, with their, their voice, um, search and whatever else they, they do, I say it's close to 20% of all searches are now brand new. So, so dynamic search caters for that because it's basically giving Google a page and saying you match the searches to these, to these pages. Then we're going to come to you know, YouTube, Discovery, Display, and again, Pmax really you know, at, the top of the, at the top of the funnel. You can, you know, you can and you, you know, we do, we run campaigns on all of these platforms um, for bottom of funnel, retargeting, top of funnel, acquisition. Um, and a lot of the time we do that using uh, bid strategies that really say we're looking for the conversion here. So we're basically saying, you know, people who are interested in 
widgets. You know, let's show them, let's show them an ad on, on YouTube, and let's see if we can kind of interrupt them and, and get them to come, to come to our site. However, a lot of that, you know, a lot of the strategy behind that is really um, what you're doing is you're running, running down and going, hey, we sell pink widgets, want to buy one. Hey, we sell pink widgets, you know, want to buy one. So you're really, you know, you're accosting people <laughs> and they're like, whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. I never said I was interested in, in buying your pink widgets. So, so this is where, you know, these consideration and awareness cam campaigns come in. And the, the difference between the cost of the clicks on consideration campaigns is way, way, you know, is, is big. It's, they're, they're way cheaper on these consideration campaigns. So you're really saying to this audience um, who you know are interested in widgets, hey, you know, here we are, we, we, you know, we exist, we sell pink widgets, they're amazing pink widgets, they're whatever, they're luxury pink widgets. Um, and then you can really, using the CPM, CPV uh, bidding, you can get people to become aware, aware of you. And obviously once they become aware, you know, then you can maybe retarget them, show them another YouTube ad, explain your, your widgets a bit better. Maybe then we can, we can get them to come to your site and we'll sign them up via email or um, they'll get as far as maybe looking at the product page, adding something to the cart. There's another uh, audience that we can retarget. But in terms of China, you know, if you're in, a, if you're in the, an industry where the clicks are really expensive on, on search, but you still need to build that, that, you know, that funnel, then you know, looking at these platforms and using CPM, CPA, uh, CPV bidding uh, is a great way of you know, be getting people to be aware of your brand and then we can start to, to, to build from there. So definitely an underused part of, of the Google Ads platform. Yeah, sure. No, go ahead. So I've seen a lot, I've read a lot about Performance Max. I don't remember Google myself, but um, when you think about Performance Max, what's the problem that Google is trying to solve? And then how's the, the rookie use Performance Max, which is probably the white paper, the basic one, and then how somebody with like a lot of spec to use Performance Performance Max in combination with the other channels directly and then like wrap it so Performance Max was brought by Google to, to make it easy for non-PPC experts, uh, ads experts, to basically go across the funnel. So they, they realized that a lot of people were afraid to you know, run YouTube campaigns, um, display campaigns sometimes. Um, a lot of people were just focusing on, on search. So Pmax, they basically said, okay, you just give us your assets, you know, just Give us whatever you've got, and, and we'll go and find it on your website if you know if you want, and and tell us the audiences that you'd like to target, and then we'll do everything for you. So it's really, you know, when we first looked at it, it was like, huh, are they trying to make our jobs redundant here? You know, there's going to be no no uh, no skill required because Google's going to do everything for you. So that was where it kind of came from. Um, so for a, a small business who you know can't afford an agency or whatever. Pmax campaigns are great, so you just basically fire everything in and let it do its thing. For bigger brands, bigger budgets, they are a good way to reach to reach further. You know, because if, if you've got you know retargeting campaigns on display, discovery, YouTube, and you're running some top of funnel, and you've got your search pretty much maxed out and dynamic search is running, then then Pmax is really kind of the icing on 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 the cake. Um, it, it's because it is shopping. I mean, that, that's, it's taken over shopping. That's, that's, that's what it's done. So there was smart shopping, and now, and now smart shopping has been uh, shelved, and it's now Performance Max. Did you know that 71% of U.S. consumers plan to shop online during the holiday months, or that 62% of them want to be reminded about your offers via email? 
To discover how shoppers plan to spend this holiday season, download Wonderkin's 2022 Consumer Insights Report. It's full of vital data surrounding preferred shopping locations, communication channels, purchase influences, and more. Visit wonderkind.co slash DTC to download the Consumer Insights Report now and find out how to reach your customers. That's wonder, W-U-N-D-E-R, kind.co slash DTC to download today. Alrighty. Um, so in terms of getting really into the weeds here a little bit, in terms of the best uh, audiences for top of funnel campaigns and whether this is um, Vmax or one of the other uh, individual platforms. So build, build custom audiences around your best search terms. So have a look at your search traffic. You know, if, um, you know, amazing luxury pink widgets, <laughs> I really need to move off that analogy, um, is, is their best performing search term, then build your custom audiences around that keyword and, and which other, one, other ones are performing, are performing really well. They will be your best, uh, your best performers. Because if you think about it, you know, people who've searched for that, um, if you can reach those people on display, discovery, YouTube, which is what Pmax uh, all does, then you know you're you're way ahead of the of the curve as opposed to just kind of trying to find a general a general target. So so search terms, competitors. You know if you've got a really close competitor who sells um, something very similar to you, absolutely they're going to be a really good um, audience to to build around. And then you're into your kind of the interest audience and audiences and the affinity audiences that Google provides. So this is people who have you know identify themselves to Google as being dog lovers or pet lovers or you know luxury bed linen shoppers or whatever whatever it might be. So the interest and the affinity would kind of be the, the third and the third and the fourth types of audience that we would build for, for top of funnel campaigns. Segment your your website uh, audiences. So this is when you get people um, you know to the to the site you know, have a look at where they're going on the site, what parts of the site they're looking at. You know, if you're just a one uh, product company, then this isn't really going to, going to apply. But if you've got a, a business where you've got lots of different products, different categories, maybe you're in the sports business and you provide, you sell, you know, hockey gear and you provide, uh, sell baseball gear and whatever, you know, really looking at where people are going in the, in the, uh, in the site and then segmenting them into, you know, hockey lovers and baseball lovers and uh, whatever else you might you might have is going to be really 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 important because you know just retargeting the same message to a general audience guess what you're not going to get a great a great result out of that but if you can fine tune that audience and give them a very specific message then you're going to get a good uh, or at least a better result and finally maybe one of the biggest things that that we see uh, for ecom businesses is that is email capture you know they kind of they throw up that pair sign up to my newsletter. Some of them even immediately, it's like, what the heck is that all about? You know, I haven't even been on your site for, for five seconds. You want me to sign up to your, you know, to your newsletter or get whatever it is you're giving away? No, no, stop that right now. Um, but email capture is, is important. And you know, thinking about how you can get people, because if, you know, if the average e-com rate is 2%, so only two people out of 100 are actually going to buy on your site. If you're good, you might be close to five. But those are the percentages. So 95 people out of 100 are, are leaving your site. So what can you do to, to capture their email address? Because email marketing, we still see it on, across all of our accounts on, on Google Analytics and whatever other platforms we're running. Email still works. If you can get a good email going out to a, the right audience, you'll see some really good conversion rates. So, alrighty, uh, Pmax. So, as I said, came out into the wild really earlier this year. 
it's Google basically saying, give us all of your assets, give us the audiences that you want to target, we'll do everything for you, we'll handle it all. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting animal. <laughs> and, but right now, Google have definitely turned up the dial in terms of giving Pmax campaigns some sort of priority is what, I would, is what I would say. So if you're not running Pmax, you're definitely missing out right now. In terms of how to structure Pmax campaigns, you know, think about this. It's not, it's not the only way, and, and certainly it's not the only way that we're running them even for our clients, but this kind of seems to be a good way of doing it that we're seeing right now. So put your highest profit uh, products into, um, into an asset group, then put your lowest profit uh, assets into another group, and then have another asset group for promos, specials, that, that sort of thing. Seems to be the best um, that we've, we've come across, but I say we, we are running variations on that. And uh, definitely something I'd be happy to chat about afterwards if anybody's uh, interested. Um, assets. So when you're breaking thing, you know, things down into these different asset groups, then obviously there's assets go along with these, these asset groups. Match the products. You know, don't, be, don't be lazy and um, you know, kind of just throw very general stuff into all of these, into all of these asset groups. If you're going to go to the, you know, to the effort of, of breaking them down into different products, going into different groups, then make sure you match those, those products in terms of you know, your, your creative, maybe for retargeting or whatever you're going to show on YouTube in terms of a video. <clears throat> and use as many as possible. I forget the number, is it 14? I think you've got room for 14 assets within a, an asset group. Use them all, um, because the more combinations that Google uh, can try, the better the result that you're going you're gonna to get. So, so use as many of those as you possibly can. Audiences, now called segments. Uh, Google's moving away from audiences and, and turning, into, turning them into segments. Are, are important, and whenever you set up an asset group, Google recommends that you give it a custom audience and a, your, your data audience. By far the best uh, results that we're seeing is when we give it a list of customers, purchasers, not website visitors, not people who've gone to your cart page, none of that stuff, people who've actually purchased from you. So exporting that from Shopify or whatever um, platform you're running, and importing that into, into Google and giving Google that, that signal of actual purchasers is, by f is where you'll see by far the best results. And update it, if you can, weekly. So, you know, I think people used to do it like six monthly, <laughs> quarterly maybe, uh, but now uh, the recommendation is most definitely weekly. And, you know, assuming you're getting a, more than just a handful of, uh, of purchasers every week. So update that list on a weekly basis and that's where you'll see the very best, best results. Your custom segments, as we discussed previously, your best search terms, competitors, etc., and then do use your interest in, and um, and detailed dem demographics. You know, so you know, don't don't let Google wander off and show show your ads to people who you know you're interested in. I don't know, in sports when you're actually trying to sell pet stuff. You know, sure there might be a little bit of overlap, but who's got unlimited money and uh, <laughs> and wants to let Google play around with that? So just be smart about. Um, the interest and in, in detailed demographics. Um, ad copy, creative, and bidding. Ad copy, you know, we all kind of, even us, us, you know, we do this every, every day, we kind of we sometimes skip by the ad copy. It's kind of like, oh, I've got to get some ad copy in there. <laughs> um, what, what will I put in? And it's, it's definitely overlooked because, you know, if you think about it, that message that people see, you know, maybe for the first time about your business is, is hugely important. And if you're not, um, you know, putting your best foot forward and saying exactly what you do and what you know the real benefits of you know doing business with you are, then you know people are going to go, meh, 
very bland. Okay, <laughs> skip, skip, skip. And they're going to find something that is more, more interesting. So for search, the best practice I would recommend for search uh, campaigns right now is one res responsive search ad per ad group per URL. So if you want to try and, you know, if you want to send some traffic to your homepage and maybe to your product page, certainly run two ads. But if you're just running to one URL, then one responsive search ad, but use all of those headlines and descriptions. And the other thing is, don't just put in there, you know, variations on a theme. Um, you know, so if you're, we're back to the, the terrible pink widget example, you know, don't put in amazing pink widgets, you know, pink, luxury pink widgets, pink widgets for 20 years or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> a lot of people are, are they take the kind of, the lazy route and they just, Get, get a thing and they go, okay, I'll just create some versions of, of that and that'll be, that'll be great for my, um, for my headlines and my descriptions. No, 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 stop it. <laughs> you wanna make sure you're making the most of every description, every headline, make them absolutely unique. And that gives Google the ability then to really mix and match your, your headlines and your descriptions and really find the best, the best ones that are gonna, gonna work for you. So, so don't, don't be lazy, don't let your agency be lazy either. On non-search, um, you know, obviously, match your audience to your creative. Um, again, this, you know, you know, you can be lazy and you just basically say, oh, you know, here's some here's some creative of our our new our new products, um, and we'll just fire them fire them out to uh, to everybody on on a Pmax campaign or a display campaign, whatever it might be. Um, but you know, if you think about it, people who are don't even know you exist, and maybe you know, particularly if you're kind of doing the interrupt marketing on on YouTube or on display discovery. Um, you, know, you know, showing them, you know, the very detail of your of your um, of your product, you know, is probably not li likely to work. Whereas if you can give them more of a lifestyle image and say, this is, you know, picture yourself using our amazing paddleboard or, or whatever, you know, as opposed to you know a Titan um, shop a shot of your of your of your paddleboard, you know, show the bigger picture. You know, somebody on a paddleboard in, in a beautiful location <laughs> um, is going to be a much better fit for for a top of funnel campaign than than maybe just a product a product shot. A product shot, sure, you know, for for your bottom of funnel, uh, but not not for a top of funnel. YouTube YouTube Shorts hugely hugely important, and um, and YouTube Shorts is definitely on the rise. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V, I don't know if anybody listens to or sees any of his stuff. I guess he's not everybody's cup of tea and I appreciate that. Um, but um, he's been around the industry for a long time and he's basically saying Facebook groups, <laughs> YouTube shorts and TikTok in that order are the three platforms in terms of content um, that he would be targeting right now if he was starting from, from scratch. So YouTube shorts is definitely, uh, definitely big, it's getting bigger. And in terms then obviously if there's a lot of people on YouTube shorts, you know, how can we tap into that as, as advertisers and, um, and obviously creating uh, shorts that we can show as ads is, is going to be important. Uh, TikTok was the third one. Mm. In terms of making it easy for everybody to get this creative up and running, Google have now launched this Creative Studio. So it's, you see the address there, as creativestudio.google.com. And using templates, you can actually create videos and um, display, uh, display creative directly from this and you really don't need any skills. I, I think I could do it and I'm, I'm the least skilled uh, graphic designer you will, you will ever see. So check it out. It, it, really is, um, it really is a useful platform that they've, that they've launched. And if you've you know, been hesitating in terms of making that jump into, into YouTube, um, particularly then this would make it really easy for you because it's basically taking your static creative, 
putting it all together with some, some text and it'll do overlays and all sorts of things and even create shorts for you. So, so have a look at the ads, Creative Studio. It's a great, great resource. And then finally, kind of switch gears a little bit here, but in terms of bidding, if you're an e-com business, your campaign should almost, almost certainly be running either max conversion value or TROAS bidding. You know, not manual, not um, target impression share, and if you're an e-com business, not max conversions or, or CPA, because that is going to maximize your conversion value. If you're selling one product, um, you know, at the same price, uh, there's no variations of it, sure, maybe you can go into max conversions and, and CPA, TCPA. But if you're running an e-commerce business, max conversion value and TROS. Max conversion value is a, is a budget-based bid strategy, just to let you know. So if you say you're going to spend 500 a day, then Google will try and spend that 500 a day. Once you give it a, a target ROAS and say, I want to get 350% from this, then it turns into a conversion-based strategy. So you might want to run max conversion value at the start or to see you know, where a particular campaign, if it's search or whatever, might, might end up. Um, but once you know that um, you, know, you're, you can get a certain performance from it, switch it as soon as possible to TROS, and, um, and that's where you'll get your best, best conversion results. And if you're lead gen, max conversions, TCPA, that would definitely be the strategy to use, use for that. Alrighty. So we talked about uh, accurate measurements, Google, ad, uh, Google Ads um, attribution, Google Analytics, GA3, GA4, make sure you're, you're tapping into that. Utilize top of funnel and bottom of funnel in Google. I think there's quite a big misconception that Google is, you know, it's search, it's shopping, it's all middle and, and bottom of funnel. But, you, but it's, it's, it can be much, much more than that. Uh, discovery, display, YouTube, and obviously the PMAX campaigns now um, coming in are, are really um, maximizing the, the potential of, of the Google platform across all of the funnels. So, so do have a look at, at all of the funnels. Make the most of your audience's segments you know, in terms of your messaging, in terms of how you're, how you're gonna target these people. Obviously embrace PMAX, use that ad copy um, and creative to differentiate your brand. Um, that's really what it's, what it's about, um, making sure that you know, you're standing out from, from the crowd. And then bid appropriately if you're an e-com business, say the max conversions, max conversion value, uh, max conversion value to your ROAS. If you're a lead gen, um, max conversions TCPA. And punch above your weight. Online, you know, nobody's, nobody's seeing me. Um, so I can, you know, I can be this or I can pretend to be, uh, not pretend to be, I can be, you know, more than, more than just, um, you know, a little business based in Victoria or Vancouver or Southern LA or whatever it might be. People, people don't know that, they don't see that. If you put your best foot forward, obviously I'm advocating using the Google platform, uh, then you can absolutely be who you want to be. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.